0: Welcome listeners to another episode of Filmed in Canada, a podcast about Canadian movies. I'm Alexander Cairns, and once again, am joined by Paige. Thank you, Paige. Um, you uh, you were on talking about your short films last time around, and now we are talking about a documentary that you picked out of the hat, so to speak, <laughs> uh, Manufactured Landscapes. hmm which uh from 2006 directed by jennifer i don't know what you what, what what's your best guess but ba- bike wall
1: yeah back wall back wall yeah i'm not the type, <laughs> type of person that would yeah. know how to say it <laughs>
0: um, sorry jennifer <laughs> but um yeah it, uh, directed by jenna miss miss bakewall jennifer whatever <laughs> um and kind of focused around the photographic works of Edward Bertinsky.
1: See, we can say his last name. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and I guess centered around some trips that he made to China and Bangladesh mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Um so you you pick this? Uh, was it something that you had seen before and liked or was more uh, just a curiosity or?
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about, um, I, we had the conversation a long time ago. I feel like when we were figuring out what film to pick. Yeah. Um, and I thought this film might be interesting because it was a film I'd seen at the beginning of my film degree. And I actually saw it in a visual arts class hmm. and uh after re-watching it recently um i actually think i only saw parts of the film not okay. the whole film so it was really nice to see the film in the whole context yeah yeah i think it was very timely at the time it came out and i mm. feel like it's still timely and like the photographer's work i forget when when was like he's been taking the photos for like long. oh time. i think
0: yeah i think since the 70s or 80s yeah, yeah.
1: exactly so it's it's like was timely then. And it's like even maybe more timely now. Right. Yeah. So I thought it was a really interesting film from that perspective. And, mm. um, it's also directed by a woman, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just was, it's like a bit, it's like, yeah, I would say it's maybe an experimental documentary, which is mm. exciting. And yeah, I just thought it was like a, an interesting Canadian film to discuss.
0: Nice. Yeah. I saw it back around when it came out mm-hmm. in, I think in two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight, um, the Art Gallery of Ontario, or no, I think it was actually the Royal Ontario Museum, was doing a, a showcase of, of Bertinsky's photographs. Oh. So I got to see those on oh, on really a, a really cool to large see. format prints, oh, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I guess for for the uninitiated, um, uh, Bertinsky he he, I, and and like, I feel kind of weird. Referring to a photographer in the way that you kind of use like the last name at, to refer to an artist, because I really know nothing <laughs> about like the world of photography, so to speak. Mm, yeah, but yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, Bertinsky. <laughs> yeah, like he's me. one of my favorites. Like I really have, I have no clue.
1: No, I feel the same.
0: <laughs> but um, he he photographs my, my, primarily landscapes or like industrial settings or junkyards. Um, but the landscapes themselves are, are typically damaged by some form of, of human intervention, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. So oil fields, um, like abandoned mines or just the areas around mines that
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the landscape has just been altered as a, as a result of human activity. And interestingly, it seems like wildlife is pretty much non-existent in
1: unless you include humans.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and even but those even, are rare. Yeah, because because the the majority of what I saw at this exhibit was stuff from um, from the uh, the tar sands in Alberta. Mm. So there were yeah, those were just the kind of stark, barren landscapes of of nothingness and mm-hmm. and the, the weird bright colors of whatever chemicals are flowing through streams and whatnot. Yeah, but, totally. Um, so that's kind of what his background is but but the really I guess the, for me the really unique thing is the the kind of large format film that he shoots on because you get these images that are just so detailed mm-hmm. and and throughout the documentary you'll see this cropped image and you'll think okay that's just that's the image but then they keep zooming out and you yeah. see no it's part of this much vaster landscape landscape so to speak (laughs) um so and or or even there's some some photos within within a warehouse where you know you get all these individual reactions of these people but then again you pull out and if so if you're looking at it just from the broad view you just see a bunch of people working at desks but if you zoom in on each Mm -hmm. on each face you get all these different stories and and um, expressions and perspectives so it's just really interesting to see his photographs in this film context because you are able to to pinpoint those different things and and you've Mm -hmm. got this this really high resolution image to work with so you can go and find the most interesting parts of it i guess but so he he's in china essentially just observing the industrialization of the country and
1: and the world i guess but yeah yeah because the film talks a lot about how it, it situates china In the context of the world a lot because so much of the industrialization of china is because of the international marketplace now right yeah and it talks about it it even shows a lot of the landscapes it shows as well as the like junk piles those huge like uh, waste piles right and like Mm -hmm. that is like it's kind of like it shows like the beginning and then the end of these cycles right and they do those pull out things with the junk piles too it freaks me out when they do those ones especially (laughs)
0: yeah but I guess maybe not it's not a repeated motif in the in the film but I guess the director also also tries to bring that Context into into filmmaking as well. I'm thinking specifically of the opening shot, which yeah. I timed to be eight minutes long
1: Oh, you, oh, <laughs> um, that's not surprising. Yeah. I love the first opening shot. Yeah, so yeah. it's
0: it's just an it's just a continuous What would you call it like a dolly shot? Yeah. Or, yeah So it's just a continuous dolly shot going through this warehouse that just seems to be endless like mm-hmm. it, it, it literally goes on for eight minutes and the camera is moving at a decent clip so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go back and actually count how many stations that they went by and then and then kind of assign a rough
1: measurement a rough measurement because I'm
0: thinking there's probably 30 feet between each one and then And then, if say there's like a hundred that they go past, that's a three thousand foot long building, which is insane. Well,
1: and it's funny because then it, it goes to that kind of um, higher up perspective when you see the whole—I uh, don't even know what the building, I guess. Like yeah. I remember, and you you see the whole line of them, and it feels like they could have just kept going. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like yeah. It, it's like maybe they filmed the whole building, maybe they filmed a quarter of it. Like yeah. it's insane, and it's it really that the camera angle that they choose for that they chose for that first shot. I feel like it's like a perfect way to introduce the photographer's work as well mm-hmm. because it's like this um it, it reminds me of those pull out moments in a different way you know what i mean where yeah. it feels like you could have seen all of that at once like like edward would have done or you can see these details and just the yeah. never-endingness of the details you yeah know what because I
0: mean? if you shot that from one end of the warehouse mm-hmm. you you the, yeah the full context and the, and the scale of it is mm-hmm. kind of lost
1: well i feel like that's why edward uh, I mean, I would love, it's so cool you get to see his stuff in person yeah, yeah. because I feel like that's part of the reason why he shoots on large format yeah. is so that when you're an audience member in a gallery looking at it, it's big. And yeah. you can see those details, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're like, oh, look at it. Like, <laughs> and I feel like they were trying to translate that into film somewhat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I love that first shot. And it's perfect because the duration too is... I don't know. You're just like, the duration like weighs on you. And yeah. I feel like that's a really important like beginning to this film.
0: Yeah, but no, And there's even some like the camera will, will pan at a certain point just to go like, okay, it's done now. Like yeah. they've reached the end and so they're panning back toward the, toward the, the beginning mm-hmm. kind of thing, but then it, then it just keeps going. And then it's <laughs> like,
1: nope, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: From there, I guess I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm sort of conflicted about what what the film is trying to say and how it's saying it and Mm -hmm. um, I guess a few things that they do just kind of feel like they're maybe crossing an ethical line or something like that Mm because basically the, the the next the next sequence is Bertinsky he's setting up a photograph of basically the these crowds of, of people coming into the factory.
1: Like the workers. Yeah.
0: He's, Mm -hmm. so he's, he's up on, on probably like a 30 or 40 foot ladder Mm. and he's kind of staging this photograph, but he's, he's actually asking, he's, he's kind of giving direction to the people and and saying like, Oh, can you bring them, can you bring more people in? I want more people like, and so he's like, I guess it seemed, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anticipated that, that he would, be kind of staging his mm. photographs in that way i see i see um
1: well and it's it's uh it's interesting too because I, I forget when he talks about this but there's points where we hear him i think from a ted talk we hear him yeah. talking and he's talking about how he's not trying to make a judgment call with his film or with his photographs he's not yeah. trying to like make a political stance he's just trying to present these emerging landscapes yeah and i wonder how that how How does that fit within a context where you're you're staging yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: and later in the movie he's also they're in a they're in a village i think it was i think it was the village where they're um basically their entire industry is just taking apart scrap metal
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um and how all of the LCD TV screens have like leached into their water, and mm-hmm. and they can't even. They, they need to import their drinking water now because their water table is just completely contaminated. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a group of kids that he's again giving direction to, saying, "Oh, like climb higher up onto this pile of garbage." And um, so I guess I guess maybe maybe it's it's just it's it's a line that he's crossing, and and. When the human element is involved, he maybe maybe that is when he starts to kind of make a statement or or, mm. or or wants to control things in a different way because obviously if it's just, I mean unless unless he is you know f- using Photoshop or I, I, I mm-hmm. doubt it because he's like I think it it seems like his work is very focused on film and film processes but like literal um, film yeah, yeah m- maybe. I would there be, is I, I, I'd be very surprised to to find out that that there's some editing going on with his with yeah. his other landscape photos. So it's just kind of weird that
1: right I see what you're saying that yeah. he's
0: kind of crossing that line
1: well, and I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting thing because the film itself is um, framed as a documentary as well, right? So you could analyze both of this, both his photography and the filmmaking and question the the truth value, right? but I'm. I am of a mindset that like every photo is staged somewhat, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just the matter of how much, and I wonder if maybe he thinks of, cause he, he doesn't shoot pe- He even says in the film like he, he doesn't shoot people very often, or he yeah. doesn't shoot portraits, maybe traditional. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe he thinks of the humans in the photos, and I don't mean to be crude with this, but as props themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the sense of like, they're just part of this,
0: message that he's trying to... Or, like,
1: literally part of the landscape. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just in the same way, you know, maybe he's like, okay, this is going to work better if we move this rock or if we move this piece of trash, you know right. what I mean? If we move this human, you know, and maybe it's not about literally capturing exactly what is there, but more capturing the, 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 the meaning of what's there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe he's moving those people because... It is, it, it is, like, you know, when we think about that one where he's talking about the crowds and I remember he wanted people to come closer because he didn't want to lose them, right? He didn't mm-hmm. want them to fade into the background. So maybe it's because he really wants that photograph to get across this feeling of endless seas of people. Yeah. And maybe it really is like endless, it feels like endless seas of people when you're there. Yeah. Maybe, right? Um, so he's moving the people to get closer to the truth, maybe. Yeah. But I mean then how can you say you're making a completely objective stance, like he yeah. says, right? Where he's, yeah. like, Where I'm, he's not
0: I'm, making a political stance. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. I'm apolitical, well, if you're... But, I mean, you could bring that argument all the way down to, like, just by putting a camera in front of people, things change, right? Yeah. But I get and what it, you mean. And,
0: but, and and I guess it it just doesn't really ring true to me that, that he is apolitical in that way. Yeah putting putting together a collection of photographs that are all showing how we are destroying the planet mm-hmm. like that, that, that just seems like a fundamental yeah political statement yeah
1: <laughs> like, and I like personally I'm like I think it's a I great political statement but yeah, yeah I don't I
0: don't think I don't think he's taking that photograph and thinking like oh this is a great thing that we've done he, mm-hmm. it's, it's clear that it's bad
1: yeah yeah and it's 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 clear that he's, like, I, I feel like he's, I, I I wonder if he says that kind of stuff because, or maybe, I don't know, I don't want to get too much into, like, his intentions, but I wonder mm-hmm. if the work is the way it is because, um, because maybe it's, maybe he's more trying to be, like, I'm just trying to present um, what's happening because it's, it's beca- to avoid or, I don't know, I I'm not, I'm not trying to blame him, I think what he does is great, but because it's, like, how do you come up with a solution? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's more about presenting the problem than trying to present a solution because it's, mm-hmm. the solution is, like, the problem is already so overwhelming, right? So. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's something that's... I don't know. I still think his work's great. But yeah. I, I get what you mean. And I, what do you think of the film, then, in that sense? Do you think that the film does anything like that? Like, where these, like, crossing ethical lines?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it do, to me it did kind of feel a bit exploitative the way that they interview different some some of the workers i don't know maybe maybe this is just how people kind of see china or or how china is portrayed mm-hmm. in in other instances that it kind of made me think that they were doing a similar thing but like there's the scene where they're they're talking to the like the representatives of some of some oil drilling facility and they ask or or, sorry it's a coal mine and they're and they ask them not to film and they Mm. and but they still record the audio and then i guess they're taking photographs so that they can kind of stitch that together Mm -hmm. and the conversation back and forth is you know maybe it's not such a great time to take a photo or Mm -hmm. um you know basically just that they don't want whatever's happening at this at this mine to be Broadcast out into the world, yeah. Um, and I guess, like, to a certain degree, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um, what's his name, um, Michael Moore, mm. in like Roger and Me. I don't know if you've seen that documentary, Mm-mm. but there's a scene where um, where he basically just shows up at like a, a, I think it's GM. He just shows up at their at their, at their head office and says, I want to speak to the CEO. And it's oh, like, I see. and it's like, it's like, oh, you know, like they're clearly corrupt because they wouldn't talk to me. It's like, well right. no you need to go through the proper channels to, to request an interview. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's just how corporations work. And, you know, maybe like, that's another thing, that, that, that's another thing that's wrong. But it, it, like, it just seems like it just seems unnecessary to, to include that segment Mm. in the movie if they especially since they i'm pretty sure they end up getting the photo yeah that's what i
1: was gonna say in the end we the the, we see a photo so it's presumed that that's from that place yeah Yeah. and like well it's funny they they show the photo and then the next image they show is like it's like framed as if it's like uh we assume it's someone from the Corporation that they've been going back and forth with, right? Like and looking over kind the prints. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what have you? Yeah, what
0: what, what wizardry have you committed yeah. to to make our make our mind look more evil? Or yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which which also was just a weird thing. Like why? why
1: I didn't I if, didn't think about it that way. That's re- yeah, that is very true. Yeah, well, and, yeah, it's so complicated, right? Like because maybe, maybe they did like, maybe they got permission and then they came that day and then they didn't want them to take the photos anymore. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, it definitely is something where it's, it's, it's again, like it, it has like a perspective like and, mm-hmm. it, it, and it can't avoid having a perspective. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I guess, I guess just because the focus is on these other parts of the world, yeah it, it, it also, that also just seemed to be kind of Imbalanced, I guess, in 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 its portrayal of the world, because I feel like I feel like like a, a North American audience could could watch this movie and think like, oh, like so much worse in China or whatever. But like, yeah,
1: or like, look what China's doing to the environment. Yeah,
0: I feel but, like, but like his his photography, but he started taking photos in in Canada, right, mm-hmm. or or in the in the U.S. as well. So like it's just said- strange that they don't include any of any of those either because mm. it's a, it, because it's it's not just about these trips to china it's also about him as a photographer and it's, it feels like kind of a lost opportunity to show the scale of these ha- things happening all over the world right as opposed to just focusing on on china and then i guess the the shipyard or the shipwrecks in um, in bangladesh
1: so then uh does his photography because i know he because it i know he does he did um, more traditional landscape photography, I know, at least in Canada. So yeah. did he do kind of this more manufactured landscape photography in... Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Okay, yeah. That is odd that they wouldn't include that.
0: Yeah. Hmm, that is strange. interesting.
1: Well, and it's something where, like, it kind of... It- even,
0: even the photo on the... On the front of the, the like the the poster art mm-hmm. for the movie with that red stream going through the black
1: mm-hmm. rock. Yeah,
0: um, I'm pretty sure that was in Alberta, or I. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. It, I think it's in Canada at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah, that's like um, more traditional landscape photography again. Yeah, one, well, it's it's interesting because it's something where it's an interesting conversation to have, and I I just wonder the film is i don't know yeah i just wonder the film really doesn't like grapple with this very much but it's a really interesting conversation to have i feel like talking about the ethical uh like repercussions of different countries and their environmental footprints you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. it like even in the film someone says something like um china is catching up or something like that and this idea of like like i mean i feel like there's a lot of like troublesome things about that framing but also Mm. the idea of like well we were never this critical and I mean maybe because we didn't have enough knowledge but we were never this critical of other countries when they were doing the exact same thing you know what I mean and and some still do but maybe just not to the extent because China's bigger right well
0: and I think I think it's just it's happening on such a rapid yeah at such a rapid pace and on and on such a large scale like Mm -hmm. they're they're building this this damn they're building a dam where they had to displace over a million people. Yeah, like the, the, just the scale of that is is on a whole other level relative to how how Europe and North America would have developed. Yeah, exactly. Industrially.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's I mean it's good to keep in mind that the film was made in 2006, but I know at least recently, and this is more just something to keep in mind as a viewer is like like the different countries have made different uh, uh, goals. I forget where they make the goals too. I think it's the, I don't remember, but they, they all meet and they make environmental goals. Yeah. And so, like lots of, what we would classify as third world or second world countries have made much more aggressive goals than places like America.
0: I'm pretty sure China actually is, they, they've made stronger commitments than, than the US. I'm not sure about Canada, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know if China has made or what kind of promises they have made but i know a lot of countries are like on track to be doing a lot better than america yeah <laughs> but the film is canadian so yeah i don't know exactly compared to canada
0: yeah and i guess just because no other countries are really put on put on display and on any meaningful level i guess that that was just one thing that
1: yeah it stood out
0: that bothered me as I was watching it, Mm -hmm. which, and that wasn't something that I really clued into the first time around. And, and again, I feel like that not, not really watching it with an eye for what the film is doing, but just watching it for the the images that I'm seeing, that that was definitely how I watched it the first time around. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that experience changed quite a bit and And yeah, I guess it sort of it, i i think i i don't i don't think of it as as strongly this this time around yeah yeah i
1: i I hear you there I think that i wonder well yeah, I wonder if I had seen it um, as an adult when it first came out mm-hmm. what I would have thought of it because i I wonder how it was perceived in two thousand and six like it was very yeah. popular um like it, it, won the best Canadian film at TIFF, I think, or something. Yeah. So it was quite popular at the time, I think.
0: Yeah, and then I know they they made a second documentary together, actually, oh. called uh, Watermark, that came out.
1: Her and Edward. Yeah. Oh, okay. And
0: it came out about five years ago, I think. I haven't seen it, but it's about mm-hmm. it's it's just about I guess putting a focus on water, and I and I get the sense that that one would have more of a global context to it, mm. so. That could be something where, where maybe they, I I, 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 don't know. I guess it's kind of hard to say what. Yeah, but what that movie is without having seen it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but maybe they, maybe they try and address that more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything, that because we were talking about kind of his photography and then mm-hmm. how that's represented in the movie, or how the, or how the the movie takes the form of that photography, or what its its messages separate from his
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, photography. Any, any any more thoughts there or
1: mm. no I guess I mean we talked about it a little bit but it, it's interesting to think I, I kept thinking about the cinematography <coughs> the cinematography in the film mm-hmm. because it's it has found footage in it so part of that is shot from a different camera operator I presume
0: yeah sorry found footage meaning mm.
1: yeah sorry that's the wrong term not found footage but like the the kind of stuff that's in the sepia, black and white. Right. The footage of Edward like on these expeditions in the past. I don't yeah. know if that's shot from the same cinematographer that shot.
0: Yeah, I looked I saw in the credits it did it did it did give credit to a different <laughs> yeah. cinematographer. So it's kinda of this for, for I I think they called it archival footage.
1: Oh yeah, that's probably yeah. a better term. Yeah. yeah. Footage is not the right term. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to yeah, I kept, I kept thinking about that, especially with the first shot, because that shot is shot by the um, the cinematographer, I forget his uh, name. Peter,
0: Peter Mettler? Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, he shot that shot, and it's, it's just a very interesting, I, I like thinking about cinematography in general with documentaries, because it's, it's just so different than a narrative film for so many reasons, because of how the like practical reasons of how a documentary is often shot and all these things. Um, but to think that, you know, like we were saying, it, it probably is a dolly shot or it's some kind of, um, movement operated, like big mechanical shot, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to think of that in well, a documentary.
0: E- yeah. Cause even, um, like it doesn't feel like it's like Steadicam.
1: No, it doesn't. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. and even if it was to have, an operator basically walking sideways yeah. for eight minutes.
1: Yeah, like it I feel
0: like that would be hard quite challenging. So they must have just laid down
1: it feels like they a few laid down thousand tracks. feet of track. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it. And it feels like um, even if it was steady cam, that's like pretty intensive for, for some documentaries at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, so it's just something where it's it's interesting to see the mix of his cinematography, the photography that the film's about and then also this archival footage photograph or like cinematography mm-hmm. and like all these different um framings, you know what I mean? Framings yeah. of these um these landscapes, right? Yeah. So it was just interesting to see I don't know, just like how that changed how we saw things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like you were saying, like even just like seeing the the photographer asking someone to move or something. You know I and mean? yeah. you don't see that in the photo but you see in the cinematography and also like That the cinematography has time and movement that it can capture in a different way than photography can. And it was just interesting to. And I, I wonder specifically, Peter, how he thought about that because he knew going in, okay, this is going to be for a documentary. Like, I'm photo or I'm like recording this photographer and his landscapes how am I going to think about that in regards to my cinematography right so you can I feel like you can see that in a lot especially the first shot but even other stuff yeah I don't know that that's what I got thinking about like it made me think about the differences between um the mediums basically yeah
0: and and I guess that that brings up something that I was wanting to reflect on as well which is just what the purpose of the movie is? Like, yeah, is totally. It, is it to showcase his photographs, or is it to kind of go off on their own and and explore these other these other storylines that they're coming across? Like another one that that I'm thinking of is, I think there's just kind of city city landscapes on being being displayed, and then there's a woman kind of talking about, or, or yeah, and 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 there's there's some assembly going on of these. Of these power supply units, and the, there's there's a woman who's saying that oh. she can make 400 in a day, yeah. And it's just this this very repetitive, r- redundant, or not redundant, but but just a, like just the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. putting together these these electrical power supply units, and then and then the woman who's sort of the 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 spokesperson for the company, she's talking about how you know they're going to be the most competitive in the industry and mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, and then and then at a certain point, she stumbles on her words and she says, "Oh, sorry, I'm so nervous like I don't I don't know what to say. like do you mind if I read from my notes? And that like that was just another strange inclusion in my mind as it relates to examining this other country and the, a, 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 I guess a culture that operates differently from ours and I, it, I just kind of saw that as as like oh like isn't it isn't it funny that they need to stick to their script and mm. and 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 can't can't speak from the heart or mm-hmm. something like that like, like that, robotic
1: or something yeah like that. and yeah. it feels
0: it it felt like that's what they were trying to communicate and I just don't really know what purpose that serves I guess
1: yeah especially in conjunction with the imagery of like almost like this robotic like action of just repeating the same building process of that power supply thing yeah. Yeah, I totally because, hear Because, because,
0: because, out of context, like, if that was just, if that was a just a Canadian person, mm-hmm. like, or if that if, if that if that was a spokesperson for a company in Canada, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this added layer of thinking. Oh, you know, she needs to read from a script because, because you know, she's so controlled and, yeah. and within this this authoritarian regime mm-hmm. or whatever. But that that thought filters into my mind simply as a result of, of them including that little flub that she has. And, yeah, and it's, um, like,
1: later in the film, too, so you're yeah. kind of... Yeah, I, it's, it, I totally agree. It,
0: like, is, that, is, is it intentional that they're including that to point out the viewer's bias?
1: Mm.
0: Or, or are they putting the viewers and their own bias on display? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I, it's hard because the film is very... I don't know how to put this, but it's, like, for example, like, most uh, documentaries have quite a lot of talking in them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of, infor- like, verbal information is given to the audience, mm-hmm. right? But this film really doesn't rely on that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it feels kind of like it's kind of like an arm's length away from the audience at all times yeah. or something. And I, I don't mind that. I, I don't, I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but when it comes to these kind of things, it's, it's really hard because it's, like, you just get a little kind of, like, small amount of information, right? So it's hard to say, but I, I feel like the impact for me as a viewer in that moment, it, it feels like it's it came across the same way that the scene we discussed earlier with the company debating with the team if they wanted them to photograph the area or not I, mm-hmm. what, what was it again a mining area
0: yeah that's or, yeah or, or the, the 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 resulting photo was just of a bunch of piles of
1: coal yeah exactly yeah. so it, it i feel like it's it felt like similar kind of beat to me where it's it was about the film it it, it was giving across the notion to me that it's like these um the viewership of these landscapes is very controlled, right? But mm-hmm. it, exactly in that context of uh, a Canadian filmmaker coming to a Chinese uh, city and stuff, it, it it is like this question of what are the implications of setting up that framing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I I I don't I don't think the film is trying to. I don't know. I don't like talking about intentions. I feel like it's like, you should just take it for what it is. So I, I, the film didn't come across to me. Like it's trying to make me question my own bias. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, And and I I have the same point of view, but I guess, Mm -hmm. I I guess just wanting to kind of question my own thought process and just think, am I misreading it or Mm -hmm. is there another, is there another way of looking at it? But I, but I really do think, especially because the, those kinds of scenes, I guess you could say, in the sense of the the taking the photograph of the, of the mm-hmm. coal mine, and then the the woman asking to read from her script, like those only come up a few times. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the broader the the, the the broader message of the movie isn't really about you know corporate structures in China or mm. or you know <clears throat> this idea that maybe the like the people are being controlled or silenced or, like that that's not really part of the movie so mm-hmm. why are those two scenes kind of thrown in there
1: I mean I wonder if it's because I I I think that those scenes do get across an idea of how um, the, the framing of those landscapes, maybe not how those landscapes are changed, right? Mm-hmm. But how they're viewed or how they're not viewed in the case of the mine, mm-hmm. right? So maybe maybe that's why they include them is because it's to talk about, yeah, like how we literally frame those landscapes or how those landscapes are framed. Um, maybe, yeah, like it, it, how those landscapes are framed for a Canadian audience. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's very like, the both of those segments are about wanting to appear a certain way right Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe that's why the film includes them is because it's it's contextualizing the culture's uh like framing of these landscapes right Mm -hmm. but so like i i I, like i feel like the like the inclusion makes sense to me but yeah i I don't know it's like a it's a very thin rope to walk do you know what i mean because like yeah there is like this feeling of like yeah, like, is that, that's what I was trying to get at earlier, like, this feeling of, like, we shame this country, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but really, it's like, no, that's a pretty, like, problematic thing to do in the sense of, like, both race, but also, like, economically, right? Because yeah. China has, like, such a long history of, I mean, I, I'm no historian, I know very little about this, but, like, they, you know, there's a reason why they're having, like, this... Uh, like almost revolution, right? Because mm-hmm. like they have the the money, you know what I mm-hmm. mean. And it's it's like, it's pretty like snobbish. I feel like to like yeah. be like, oh well, like why aren't you doing it? You know the way we're doing it, yeah. right?
0: Well, or it's just it's just kind of like how, um, you know, the the housing crisis, crisis quote unquote, in <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in Vancouver right now is. Um, most of the time, just framed as as a result of this foreign, mm. foreign investment, and and yeah. um, you know, if you put controls on that, then local people and, and what defines local people in the first place, but yeah. um, you know, the problem will be solved. And mm-hmm. the government has tried to implement policies to shut out the foreigners, and that hasn't really done anything. So
1: yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it's
0: it, it, like, and and I don't say that to mean that the foreigners. Or, and again, foreigners quotes, because it's, it's a murky subject when you try and actually pinpoint what that means, but they, they account for such a small portion of the actual transactions that are going on mm-hmm. that it's not even really quantifiable in any way. It's just, be, it's just become part of the narrative because it's easy yeah. to blame things on an outsider or another.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, I think there's been more and more studies that show like the, in multiple cities, the, um, these kind of housing crises are more uh, a result of increased economic divides yeah. and like a, an increased like extreme. I don't know how to make extreme an adjective or like the polarizing of yeah. these economic classes, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the problem is it's so much easier to point and be like it's this group, yeah. this grouping of people, country, whatever. Yeah. It's like this specific it's so much easier to have like one cause instead of it being more of a systemic problem right mm-hmm. and I, I do worry like the way you were talking about it too how it, it the film doesn't include it's it's not I mean it, it is somewhat touching upon the global interrelation of these Environmental problems, in the sense that it's showing like the aftermath of these products, along with the creation, because the aftermath is a result of them being sold and yeah,
0: sold sold in North America, yeah, and and then once they're once they've reached their their life cycle, they get sent back to China for scrap. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I feel like in some ways the film is like dealing with that. You know what I mean? It's it's almost showing like the global repercussions, or the sorry, not the global repercussions, but the global interconnectedness as it affects china yeah you know what i mean or as it affects chinese people but yeah it it's like but, i don't know but i
0: guess i guess for me that just comes at the cost of maybe placing the blame elsewhere and, yeah and not because i i feel like even just a few lines of of saying you know like same things are happening in canada yeah a simple simple framing like that um and i'm as far as i can remember that that doesn't really come up
1: it could have been a great way to like either begin or end the film you know what i mean like just contextualizing it more yeah well and i wonder how the film is perceived in china you know what Mm. i mean i feel like that would be a really good way to get a little insight into because we're both canadian right so like i wonder and it did well in Canada, right? So, like, I feel like I I don't know how it did in China, but I feel like, or even if it's screened in China or if Chinese people even saw yeah. it, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that would be, like, a real insight into is this just really, like, consumable for Canadians or North Americans, right? Or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, but I don't know. It's, like, it's a hard film, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, I feel like it's, it's trying to get at... It's dealing with a tough subject, you know what I mean? And it's dealing with both, like all these economic and like race problems that we've been talking about, but it's also dealing with like the global issue of the environment. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's trying to like, it feels like it's trying to present all these interconnected problems, you know, in a way that you, you know, get, it's not just, I feel like it's not just about representing what's happening though, but it's also about like, uh, like, I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know. Because I have this problem with a lot of films where, with documentary films, where it's just about representing. You know what I mean? It's just about turning the light on something and being like, this exists. But I feel like the film does more than that. And I, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but just that first shot does more than that. It's more than just representing. It's like about, like for me, like physically understanding because of that, the duration of that shot. And the the rep- repetition of that shot mm-hmm. it's like you you understand it in a different way mm-hmm. and um and i feel like his film or his photographs are doing that as well they're trying to like not just like document but like make us understand in a different kind of way like the vastness yeah. of it all right yeah, yeah, yeah. but i i don't know if the film like i i really like the beginning but i don't know if the film does that throughout It doesn't doesn't
0: keep that focus. Mm,
1: It kind of just becomes more about representing not even the environments at a certain point, but more just like his photographs.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it's it's a weird film to watch because it almost feels like somewhat, other than that first scene, that first shot, it almost feels like it's just like a, like it's not in the way it's made, but like what it's about almost feels like a Made for screening next to his artwork as like a, this is yeah. how he makes his art, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. a weird film.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's not fully committed to that or this deeper exploration of of Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird one to watch because it's it's like
0: it's, it's kind of like they were there to to watch him, mm-hmm. but then as a byproduct of that happened to get all this other footage and, and it's kind of like, okay, well let's throw it in there but mm-hmm. I I'm not I'm not fully invested or understanding what the what the ultimate message of, of that other footage is.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's kinda it's a mixed bag. I think mm-hmm. the film is like I think it was worth the watch. I'm glad I rewatched yeah, oh, it. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. still yeah, it feels like a mixed bag.
0: Yeah. And again, even just to Even just to be able to get into the detail of his photographs, yeah, like that—that's reason enough for for me to revisit it, yeah, again a few more times.
1: Totally. Well, I guess I guess given the film a bit of credit, it is definitely like using the filmic form there for sure. You know what I mean? And like it does that quite a few times with his photographs. There's yeah. kind of digital zoom outs and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think those, and also they, they sometimes zoom out into the gallery even too. And I think that's yeah, quite Yeah, those, uh, that
0: those were kind of cool, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, we, um, we have a made up and arbitrary rating system on our show. I don't know, did, did, did you have any other things you wanted to touch on or? Um,
1: not the, nothing comes to mind, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I guess take your pick, we either rate based on a number of maple leaves that goes up based on whatever is the next prime number in the sequence since we last did that oh my God, um, we cool. also we also have just just so, just to just to make it more difficult to determine what an actual rating means i love that um, so much. also also if there are uh, if there are an abundance of leaves in the movie, mm. then uh, you can just give the movie an infinite leaf rating. Um, there is the fucking A scale, which is just a fucking A, a fucking B, a
1: fucking
0: C, etc. Um, or uh, William um, suggested a new one recently, which is, uh, I guess, thinking about... And I, this one, This one feels more... In line with what I would actually, how I would actually think about rating a movie, which, mm-hmm. so, I, so I, I like this new one um, of basically thinking about another movie that that you would compare it to, I guess,
1: and mm. then and then
0: and then rating it plus or minus ten relative to that other
1: movie. Mm. Oh, okay. And why do you like that way?
0: Just because, just because it, it becomes more of a relative thing as opposed to like this is eight out of ten. Like inherently, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Oh,
1: that is interesting. I've never, I've never thought to do that before.
0: Yeah, and I, I was, I was trying to think of some, some points of comparison before we came in here, and um, I guess at the festival last year, I saw this, I saw this um, Indian documentary called Machines.
1: Mm, I have not seen it, but okay.
0: And um, it's it's basically, it just takes place in these different textile factories in India. Not even really factories. They're more so just these kind of small mm. operations of, of maybe 10 people or so. Mm-hmm. But it's quite, um, it, I guess it's similar in the way that it it just shows the, the mechanical and the labor process happening. And, and similar kind of camera work in the sense of just kind of, like panning across an entire room and just getting, getting a sense of the scale and, and the repetitiveness and the, and the, the, the dirt and the grime. And, um, but the, and then the, and then, there are, um, face to face interviews with, with the people. And, and so you're getting a sense of, of kind of the, the scale of, or, or just the, the um, the toll that this that this type of work takes on these people and you know they're they're just to support their families having to take three shifts in a row so they're working twenty four hours straight and like all all of these things and you know they're working a full two day train ride away from where they live so they can't even really go home
1: Mm.
0: when they're on their on their off days so they just end up working more and like and Mm. um, so that movie I feel like in terms of it being an exploration of um, of kind of an exploitative industry and an industry that may might have some adverse impacts on the environment and on human society and kind of exposing an aspect of 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 something that we consume in our culture that we're not really consciously aware of. Like we, you, you know that working conditions are bad. For, for wherever we're getting our t-shirts or whatever mm-hmm. but you don't you don't really get the scale of it until you watch something like this totally. and so i feel mm-hmm. like it's more effective in that sense than manufactured landscapes in in how it's portraying the the culture and right. and the people differently so i don't know i would say like Minus three to compared to that one. Mm-hmm. so that that's just an example, but mm-hmm. i don't I don't know if you can think of anything that you've seen that you would kind of compare. I mean, any landscapes to
1: the film the first one that comes to mind, and it's it's, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because it's certain points comparable, certain points don't, right? But yeah, a documentary I saw as a teenager, I haven't seen it in a while, but it was called um, Last Train Home. I believe okay. is what it was called. Um, and I don't know where the director was from but it's about a Chinese family and it's about basically it watches them for like five years records them for like five years and it's about the it's it's I don't know if it still is but it's one of the biggest migrations or it is the biggest migration that happens globally and it's um, the yearly migration of workers in Big cities in China to their home villages usually for Chinese New Year oh, okay so it's it's kind of about it's centered on that and it happens a few times in the film and it's mm. about it, it it focuses on a teenage girl as she grows up from being a teenager living in her village to having the same fate that her parents do where she works in the city and it's similar to what you were describing yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like they never really get to have a day off, they never go home because, right. you know, their home is a village that's so a train ride away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it, it rem- manufactured landscapes reminds me of that in the sense of like getting, they're trying to do completely different things. Yeah. So it's, it's odd to compare them in, in some ways, but yeah. I feel like it's more successful. I enjoyed Last Train Ride Home more because for me it's more successful because I think manufactured lands I think manufactured landscapes is trying to not be personal it's it's not yeah. about any kind of individual yeah y- you know what I mean maybe maybe you could argue the photographer but we don't learn anything about his personality you know yeah. what I mean like it's it's literally about the landscapes it's like the film is a landscape photograph but I my problem with that is I don't think I, I wish the film pushed it more you know what I mean like I was saying with that first shot yeah because I think the film as a form is not strong enough yeah to follow that vein right and last train ride home is trying to do a different thing with its form and it's trying to get us to empathize with this family and really understand what these kind of migrations and this kind of industry has on the individual right and this individual family and the pressures and how the the um, economic and industrial, workings of china how these impact the individuals uh so it's trying to do completely different things but i think it's it's a similar subject and mm-hmm. i think it's the way that last year in Our home is trying what it's trying to do i think it does more successfully than manufactured landscapes mm. does with what it's trying to do right But I don't know, I don't know if it's a fair, it's really hard because I haven't really seen many films like manufactured landscapes, do you know what I mean? Because like I said, it is kind of experimental in some ways, and I sadly have not seen enough experimental documentary work, so it's really hard to compare. But if I were to compare it to that film just because it's the first one that comes to mind, I would say like, hmm, I don't know, yeah, probably somewhere around what you said, like negative two to negative three kind of thing. But and
0: I, I, think, I think, again, uh, another reason why I like that uh, rating system, so mm-hmm. to speak, is just because it gives us an opportunity to talk about something that That's is very a Canadian true. movie or, yeah. or just something that you like better or worse or mm-hmm, totally. uh, just put it within a different context. Um, well, thank you again for joining us. Or joining me, I guess, to
1: (laughs) joining all the listeners. Yeah,
0: to to talk about manufactured landscapes. And um maybe you can let people know where they can find you on the internet.
1: Yeah, so I guess the best place to find me as of now is on Twitter. Um you'll see lots of tweets about gerbils. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh Twitter and my username is uh Paige Mary Smith, and that's M-A-R-Y for Mary.
0: Cool. Um And if you haven't, please do go back and and listen to uh, the more kind of interview segment with Paige from presumably two weeks from when you're hearing this. (laughs) Um, And uh, if you you want to check out her film, you can uh, you can reach out to us or email Paige.
1: You can email me at pagesmithfilm at gmail.com or just email me to say hi.
0: (laughs) <laughs> perfect and our website is filmsincanada.net. you can email us at filmedincanada at gmail.com uh, if you leave us a review on itunes and let us know that you have done so by email um, we will take your recommendation for a movie to talk about in the future and i'm on twitter and letterboxed at married to a fly thank you and we will catch you next time
1: bye Yay!